Man, that was just, I loved hearing that, and I think it really speaks into the season we're in, not just getting into this space, but going back to a few weeks ago, reading Psalm 85, you know, Lord, restore us. Um, You have done this, you have done that, you have sparked uh, your love and grace in us. Lord, we long to see that continue, and so like hearing their prayers really echoes that, and even us trying to um, refresh ourselves with what it means to be the church in the, in the last couple of weeks and moving forward, talking about church as, you know, and we talked about it as community. And of course, it's, it's so great to pray it, but we long to see it lived out and we want to participate in it. Amen? That's our heartbeat. Um, I just got to, you know, we, we, we plan, we're going to plan, we have uh, actually a public, more public launch plans for this space where we get to invite our friends and family members and uh, people we know in the city and the municipality because we think we just want to be able to engage our community. So that's coming up uh, in uh, mid-late November, and we're going to give you a whole bunch of details about that, and that's going to be great. And uh, we're going to be able to celebrate a little bit um, also about how God brought all this together. But i just just so grateful for the amount of people that have, have brought this together. And I, I might share a little bit of my message, but I mean, our location team that has uh, really thought this would have been over in two months and it took uh, 10. <laughs> so like they signed up for two months and they were still, uh, you know, getting together for 10 months. Um, the core volunteers that really brought this space together and uh, we were trying to, you know, we have to count volunteer hours and we're figuring that we probably saved a couple of hundred thousand dollars, literally, uh, of, of what was you know, invested in this um, by all the people that served and uh, so many. And I, I'm, I'm not going to, it's hard, to, I don't want to mention them uh, today because I think we'll wait for that. But like just, just, a, just a handful of them that have been here so, so much um, and so often, you know, and uh, Enzo was one of them. And we were just joking around yesterday that he's, he, he clocked the most post-midnight hours uh, <laughs> just kind of being around. But I mean, uh, so many people and, um, and we're so grateful uh, for that. And so, as, as we, we think about that, we're reminded, you know, who we are and why we exist. And on this special day, the, these words that come to me um, are really this, this phrase, that, and we're going to look in the scriptures why I'm saying this phrase, but this phrase, this, just this, that love built this. Love built this. Love built who we are and what we are, and we're still growing into that. Love built the space. Love built uh, whatever uh, you know initiatives and ministries that we see. And the love that's built this is God's love, obviously, and then God's love through us, right? God's love and God's love through us. We've been talking the last few weeks about what it means to be a church, and we're going to hit a, a few key ideas over the next couple of weeks. But the first two weeks, we just said church as, and we said community, and we're going to hit a few more. But today, I want to refresh our, our hearts and our minds with the, the core root of the church, and the scriptures tell us that it's love. The core root of the church is love. Ephesians 3.14-20, this, this verse and passage and Prayer has been part of um, Westside from the very, very, very early stages. And I want to read it with you today. And um, sorry, we're going to get another screen there. So for now, everybody look this way. But uh, here's, here's the prayer. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. And I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established 
in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. God, this prayer was uttered, written, said 2,000 years ago, written to this early church in Ephesus, and your heartbeat remains the same. As we read this prayer, as may you, by your Holy Spirit, refresh our hearts. Remind us, God, of who we are and what we're meant to be. Oh, God, would you speak so deeply? And I'm just thinking of some of the people around this room today that um, need a specific touch from you, God. Families in our church community that need a specific touch from you, God. And we together as a church family lift them up right now. I just see Etienne in the crowd and, and his wife Veronique is in the hospital right now. All week it's been. God, and I, we pray for healing and transformation and restoration for her, God. We pray for a speedy, speedy surgery to come. ASAP, God, for her. We pray the, for the protection of her baby. And God, we pray for this family and lift them up to you. God, I pray for Mike Vadney and Victoria. Mike's been in the hospital this week with pneumonia and can't fight this. And, and so we, just, we pray for restoration and healing, God. God, we've been, and many here maybe just lifting up these prayers of what's going on in their lives. And together as a church community, God, we pray together, we lift them up to you and say, Lord, please be at work. In your name we pray, amen. Man, this, this text, and uh, I, I'm not ashamed at all to go back to it over and over again. I could like talk about this text over and over, and, and uh, this prayer has become my prayer. And it, this, this prayer from Paul was, has been a catalyst for me. It's been a catalyst for our church. It's been a conviction uh, for us. It's been a vision for our community. And it ultimately pushes us to want more. Not more stuff or more success or more career advancement, but to desire and, to desire and experience more in our relationship with God. I mean, when you read Paul's prayer, he's like, Lord, please, Lord, strengthen their inner being so that they will, so that Jesus will dwell in their hearts. He's saying, I want more. You know, may they know your incredible love and, and may it surpass their knowledge and, and may you do incredibly more than we could ever ask or imagine according to your power at work within us. One of the first times that this text became a reality to me was a completely unrelated event. And I was, I was living in LaSalle, I think, at the time, or I, I passed by this Tim Hortons and I, I go by the Tim Hortons um, uh, drive through window. Many of us has done that. And, and I've heard that over and over again, just talking to the person on the other end of the speaker, right? And so, so they asked me, my general thing is I generally just take a coffee, right? So they're like, yeah, coffee, whatever. And they're like, that's it? Is that all you want? I'm like, yeah, that's all I want. I just want a coffee. And the person asked me again, that's it? I'm like, yes, I, I just, just a coffee, no problem. But when I said those words, I don't know why, but this text came to me. And it was almost like, this reminder, like, how much do you really long for God to do? How much, how much do you really want to experience the Lord in your life? And weirdly and oddly as it is, I heard this voice from the other end of the speaker saying, that's it, and almost like, thinking about this prayer, and it's like, it's almost like God was saying, is that all, you, 
is all you want is what you've experienced so far? And this prayer, Paul is praying that there's more in store for this church in Ephesus and there's more in store for us as a church. There's more in store in our experience with the Lord, our growth in the Lord, our understanding of him, his use of, of us in our lives. I mean, three times he uses the word power to describe what can happen in a believer's life, right? Oh God, that your power, strengthen our inner beings with your power, right? May, by your power, you know, may they experience a love that surpasses knowledge. And by your power, God, would you do immeasurably more than we ever can ask or imagine? Three times. Christ dwelling in us, that's huge. The fullness of God, that's crazy to even think about it. And that God would do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine. I was, uh, you know, working around the space and, and connecting with people that work around the space. We have a chance to talk a lot. And uh, we had, I had a really great conversation right on the other side of this wall um, with Andrew Eason the other night. And I think it was about 1.30 a.m. <laughs> it was Friday night. And it was like um, Enzo was still doing stuff. And, An- and Andrew was cleaning like a, a paint roller. It was a black paint roller of all things. And he's killing it to try and get the black out of it, right? And so we're talking and we have this conversation. And, and he, was, he was talking about his journey of faith. And he was saying that that like early on in his life, his view of faith was like, I, I say this, pray this, and you're done. That was his view of faith. He's like, man, I don't know why, but years ago, that's, that's all it was to me. It was like, say this, pray this, you're done. And we started chatting, and he said, for the last couple of years, being part of, of our church community, he realized that that was not the end of his faith journey that was just the beginning and that there was so much more to come there was so much more that God wanted to do in his life and through his life and he was saying how we're learning what that means and how we can do that together and I'm like in my head I'm like Andrew take the mic and preach you know because uh, but um, it was a great a great thought that was revealed over black paint uh, in a dirty room But it's this idea that there is more in store. And Paul prays this particularly when it comes to our experience of God's love and his fullness. I want you to just read uh, chapter 3, verse 17 and 18 and put it on the screen for a second. And this is Paul prays in the middle of his prayer. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is this love and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. I love that. And it starts with this core idea that he, he, he helps this church understand and us understand that we are rooted and established in love. We're not an idea, not a business plan, you know? I mean, I love reading successful business stories, you know? And I love the story of, you know, Starbucks' CEO that smelt the coffee in Milan and went back to Seattle and said, we got to start a coffee shop. But that's not what this is. The church is rooted in love. The soil for every follower of Jesus is love. And the forgiveness we've received and the rescue from sin and the promise of eternity and the life experience is all rooted in God's love, established and rooted in love. It's God's love poured out through Jesus on the cross. We're going to celebrate that through communion later. It's, it's, it's it's, It's Jesus as our ransom and Jesus as our rescuer and Jesus as our redeemer and Jesus as our atoning sacrifice. Love, 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 love all over the story of the gospel. We're rooted and established in love. 
I love seeing when Jesus is baptized and the heavens open up, Matthew chapter 3, and the Spirit of God descends on Christ and the voice of God from heaven says, this is my son. What does he say? In whom I love and in whom I'm well pleased. Man, if we all would catch how much God loves us, if we would hear his voice like it was said over Jesus. And then God's love poured out through the early church. I mean, the labor of love and the sacrifice of love and, and the incredible serving and humility and, and, and reaching out to people that, because they believed that everybody they locked eyes with needed to witness God's kingdom. That was their heartbeat, and it was out of love. So the starting point for anyone who comes to know Christ is love. Love made your relationship with God. Love made my relationship with God possible. And by default, the church is built by Jesus Christ, rooted in love. And Jesus builds his church, and he envisions a church for the world established in love. Now, Paul doesn't just have one person in mind. He has the whole church in mind. When he writes to Ephesus, the word you is often plural throughout that letter. It's the whole church. They're rooted together, established together in love. Now, here's something to keep in mind, that just as you have been established in love and I've been established in love, this is the great thing, but also a challenging thing. Whatever we establish should be in love or out of love, right? And I want to put that on the screen, though, just those, just those two phrases, that if we have been established in love, then we must be people and a community that establishes anything moving forward with love. We've been established in love, and anything we do must be established with love so that all that we do in response to God and all the impulses we have to serve God and to serve people and to, 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 to serve in ministry and to serve the world must be out of God's love in us. We don't do it for merit. We don't do it to earn anything. God has already saved us by Jesus' work on the cross. But bec- and all that love that has produced that then works out of us. Amen? And it's rooted in Christ's teaching. I mean, look at the three major things we often highlight in Jesus' teaching. Just put it on the next slide. That, that Jesus told us, one, that we are called to love one another. And he's speaking to the disciples. Then Jesus later tells them, you know what? Not just love one another, love your neighbor. It's crazy. And then he says, love your enemies. That's even crazier. Love one another, love your neighbor, love your enemies. If you cannot read Jesus and walk away not knowing that the life he calls us to is a life of love. Love one another, love your neighbor, love your enemies. In fact, the success uh, to his disciples' continuing mission, the key factor to people Coming to know who Jesus is often, outside, obviously, of the work of the Spirit, the core practice from a church perspective, look what Jesus says in in the same chapter, John 13, 35. He says these words. He says, love, first he says, by this, everyone will know who you are, or that you are my disciples. Why? How? If you love one another. That's that's crazy. And this is kind of the prayers that were shared here that we desire that there be love here and then love outside of us. And Jesus says to his disciples, do you want to know how people will, will be interested? By this, everyone will know that you're my disciples. The identifying factor of a disciple is love one another.
And I think for me, as I'm here today, and I had to, my wife and I and our kids and a few other people had the chance to kind of like see this journey for 15 years. And there's nothing new in this. I mean, man, this is the scriptures. It's the gospel. But it's something we can't miss. And here's my desire as I was thinking about this today. Whatever we establish, whatever we do moving forward, whatever ministries come out of our church community, whatever ways we serve the neighborhood, whatever God calls us to do, it cannot be built on numbers. It cannot be built on a desire for success. It can't be built on selfish ambition. It can't be built on greed. It can't be built on a desire for fame. It can't be built on this attention grabbing, like maybe I'll get these people to come to our church, or maybe these people are, oh, that church down the road is not doing so great. Maybe we can let them know that our kids' ministry is all right. That, that's not how this will be built. It must be built out of love, and only love. And this season and this space has shown me that love has built this. I mean, the stage I'm standing on was built with love. Westsiders built this stage. They put it together. And and I can like, I won't fall, you know? Like, Like, it's serious. Like, they knew what they were doing and they spent hours putting it together. And this stage was built with love. You know, to save us thousands of dollars, this floor was covered with love. Epoxy love, but love, right? And don't drink the epoxy. That's not love. But the floor was put together with love. You walked into a partially dust-free environment today. <laughs> it eventually will be dust-free. But even that, the fact that you walked into a partially, free, a partially dust-free environment, that was built with love. Because the walls were washed seven times <laughs> just to get the dust out. And the, like, the funds, you know, I was talking with the kids, and yeah, some of them forgot, but, but we remember. But the funds that brought this together was sacrificial love. Sacrificial love. When I think of, like, a family of three or four people on a single income that would sacrifice a few thousand dollars, when I think of the gifts, from small gifts to medium-sized gifts to large gifts, Oh, man, it's built with love. And, you know, the, the earliest stages of our church, it wasn't really that different. And, and I remember I, I, I shared this story a couple of times, but I don't care. I remember that first day we were in the chalet, and we actually wanted, I don't know if it was even these carpets. We're looking at these carpets like, these are old, but, but uh, it's okay. We're cool. But here, the thing is that I remember, you know, um, Electra was there that day, and she just came to whisper in my ear, and she's like, Dave, we're going to take care of the carpets. Joseph and I want to buy the carpets. Don't worry about the carpets, you know? We're just 12 people thinking, who's going to show up next week? We need some carpets. I mean, this, the floor in the chalet is not great. Don't worry, we're going to take care of the carpets. And I, I, that's love, you know? Our, our original sound, which included this, this speaker, the rest is newer, um, it, was like, it was like somebody's garage. Says, we're going to store this, don't worry. You know, it turned into a couple of weeks, a couple of months, 15 months later, we're still storing these things in uh, Steve's parents' garage. That was love. You know, we had this girl that started with us, Anna, her name was, and she really loved kids. And she's like, we're going to disciple kids in the grungy basement where they change the skates in the chalet at Ecclestone Park. Because that was love. Who would want to do that? Like, it was a horrible room. It really was. It really was, you know. When we were planning the floor here, everybody says, no carpets, everybody's allergic. And I'm thinking, we were on the worst carpet in the world. 
in Ecclestone Chalet, the worst. It was so bad. We, we just closed our eyes and said, who knows what happened here? And, uh, but that was love that built that. I mean, remember when my wife and I took us two, three years um, to, to kind of get into agreement. So if you guys think as couples, sometimes it takes long to get into agreement or something. It took us two, three years to say, yes, we will step forward and plant and move ahead with this church. And uh, yeah, my, you know, my wife thinking like, okay, well, what does that all mean? How, does, how are we going to do this? How are we going to survive? And we took this risk and, and yeah, let's take this risk. We want to see what God has in store. And I was thinking about Christina uh, Perillo, who she was, I don't know how old she was at the time, but she was really young. And um, she just said, she was from a church we were a part of, and we didn't, we didn't ask the church that we came from for anybody to come with us. But Christina really had this burden because she lived in Kirkland and her family was here and she knew West Islanders and she just said, we want, I want to be a part of this. She was super young, but she, this was her heart. She says, I want my family to know Jesus. I want my family to know Jesus. So she stepped out in faith because she had this love to see her family and friends come to know faith, come to know Jesus. And I remember how much, how many prayers and, and um, just, you know, witness. And six months ago, her sister and her brother-in-law got baptized with us. It was 15, 14, 15 years later, but Marco and Priscilla got baptized. They came to faith, given their hearts to Jesus and are growing in faith. And, and yesterday, there was a bunch of people around and it happened to be that Priscilla came by and her little girl was was uh, dancing on the stage um, with Christina's little girl. And I thought, wow, this love built that. You know, there's something there. And, um, you know, of course, I can get nostalgic about the past, but the few, last few years have been just as incredible to see people's love in action, people's gifts in action, people's sacrifice in action that just came to faith and grew with us or came and joined us or moved into the city and said, we want to be part of this. And, and their love and their efforts have been incredibly huge. I was, again, chatting with Andrew yesterday, and he was saying that him and Amy were having this conversation like, oh, it would have been cool to be part of the first 13 years. I'm like, I don't know. You don't know what they were like. Maybe you're really lucky. Maybe you just came in at the back end of this, you know. Um, but I, I think, like I was telling him, and I thought of so many faces in Westside, and I said, I can't imagine the last few years without people like you, without so, with so many people. I mean, a whole bunch of people that helped set this up and were here early this morning to clean up and park. And it's been the last few years. These are, this is love built that. And your love and our love will continue to build this because love builds the church. It's God's love. We're rooted and established in his love. And it's God's love through us. And that's the core, the soil in which the church grows. And we're going to take communion in a couple of moments. But I want us to recognize this spiritual truth in this that Paul prays. As he prays this, he's praying that because we are rooted and established in love, his, his, the reason he prays is so that we will come to know something greater than just the starting point. Yes, you're rooted and established in love, but do you know how great that love is? So Paul prays, being rooted and established in love, I pray through God's power that you would know the height and depth and width and length of God's love. And he says this, to know this love that surpasses knowledge. 
that surpasses knowledge. And then he says, when, as you grow in that, you will come to know the fullness of God. That's crazy. A love that surpasses knowledge and the fullness of God. That's huge. So there's something about this cycle of love. When we are rooted in God's love and we receive his love and we give his love, when we're rooted in his love and we build in love, there's something about partnering with God and growing in him that leads us not just from our beginnings or our roots that says, no, 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 you're gonna, you're gonna, you can come to know the width and depth and height and length of God's love that surpasses knowledge and to come to the fullness of God. So my prayer for us moving forward, as much, man, I'm excited. I mean, I, mean, I, I love how low this stage is because we're close to each other and, and I, I really like it. Like you, we can come and sit. I like that because we can just sit together like this, right? And it feels like, like a family room and I love that. And I love all this and it's great, you know? And, and for sure, we could have been like, we could have tried to spend 200,000 more, but we didn't need to, right? We, we have what we have. Isn't that amazing? It's great, but it's not about My prayer for us is God's love growing in us. My prayer for us is that whatever happens here is rooted in God's love and that as we're established in his love, everything we would establish by God's grace would come out of love. That's, That's, like my prayer is that we would grow in that fullness. You know, if we a couple of years from now say, hey, Two years ago, we signed a lease and moved into a space. It's great. You know, the first 15 years, we were so mobile. That's, not, that's a good story, but not a great story. A great story would be, you know what? A couple of years ago, God reinvigorated our heart for him, and we pursued passionately uh, and welcomed the work of the Holy Spirit in us. And being rooted and established in love, we have come in the last two years, we have come to know his love in greater ways. We've come to experience his fullness and that something's happening in and now through us, outside of us, beyond us. We'll say, wow, that's amazing. And much of it will happen in these walls, but some of it will happen, a lot of it will happen outside these walls too, in your homes and your workplaces and somewhere down the street and maybe an Esso station with a prayer truck. So that's our heart, so that we may know God's love that surpasses knowledge and know the fullness of him. So we're going to move into communion now and spend the next uh, final parts of our gathering intentionally in worship. And, um, and so as we, as we do this today, I want to just ask you, do you grasp God's love? Do you? Now, we won't grasp it fully. That's why Paul prayers. There's still more. But the meal we're sharing today, I know there's some guests here too. The meal we're sharing today, the bread and wine, reflects most deeply God's love for us poured out on the cross. And even just that surpasses our knowledge of love. I mean, even just that. That while we were still sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. You're established in that love. When we come and take the communion elements and you take the bread and the wine... You are taking elements that reflect and symbolize the establishment of love that you are rooted in. And the invitation for all of us, if you don't know this incredible God through his son Jesus and how he wants to flood you with his presence with his Holy Spirit, man, today I just say come and, and, and receive who he is. Receive from him. You too can be established in love. You too can come to know 
a God who loves you, who sent his son to die for you and all of us to give you life and life to the fullest. If maybe you're at that point of making a decision today, oh, please make that decision. You too can be rooted in love and established in love. And so as we we move into this today, um, we're going to just take this time and I'm going to ask us to... um, I think, I, yeah, I, I guess we'll stand because we're going to start and, and move into this. And so, um, and then as we have the elements in our hands, we'll read some scripture together and take these elements. So why don't we stand as the team leads us in this song uh, that helps us reflect on the cross and helps us reflect on who Jesus is. These two sides are open here for the elements and there's one table in the back as well. I think each section has a, has a gluten-free uh, option as well that's helpful for some people. Um, and so I invite you, as you're coming, you know, we heard some prayers from, this, from here, the four people, and you heard the scriptures. And uh, I'm going to encourage you, as you come to take these elements, what's your prayer for our church community moving forward? Would you pray that prayer? Would you kind of bring that prayer uh, to the Lord? Whether it's as you're walking or moving or sitting down or just in this moment that you'd say, Lord, I'm praying this as we move forward as a church. Praying this, that we're established in your love. Oh God, may whatever we do moving forward be established with love. And then however the Lord leads you, whatever prayers that is, bring them to the Lord. Let's pray for us moving forward. Amen? So come in. If you're, if you're new here for the first time, you don't consider yourself a follower of Christ, then I just encourage you to... to um, kind of stay absent from the the two elements, but you're welcome to listen and absorb and and reflect on what God might be doing in your life. But if, if, uh, if obviously, uh, if you're following Christ or have made a decision to do that, uh, then this is a great step um, to make, even if it's the first time you're taking these elements. And um, so let's do that together. Let's come and take these elements and then we'll share them together. So that's good. Now, we want to close in prayer with this. And I want to close. I'm going to ask Christina uh, Perillo to come up and, and close in prayer. And uh, I thought it would be really great um, if uh, some of the, the first people who were part of our church, um, before it even started, would just come and pray with her. She's going to pray, but they'll kind of stand around. And, and uh, so I'm going to ask them to come up. So Enzo and Louise and Joseph and Electra, Bethany's here today, um, Frank, uh, my wife, and our kids, and uh, Steve is here, Louise as well, um, and Dave is Chris's husband. You're welcome to come, even though you came later on, Dave. That's okay. We won't hold that against you. Um, and I know Natalia was in Kids Quest, and so if someone grabs her, she's, well, she's welcome to come in. If, uh, if she can, that would be great. And so we just want to pray, and um, as we asked the, the, the interviewers before us, like, hey, what's your prayer moving forward? So we want to just pray that. And I thought it'd be great that um, those who were here at the beginning are just a helpful prayer, because this is all of us praying. Um, but there were, there were also um, seeds of prayer sown like earlier on that have, uh, have been part of all of this, right? So let's, I want to do that. Uh, Chris, I'll give you the mic. And... This is a bit surreal. Um, just before I pray, Enzo, I don't want to cry, man. No, some of my first earliest memories of Westside were the four of us, Steve, Andrew, Dave, Franca, me. And we were just maybe naive at the time and thinking, how is God going to do that? At least I was thinking. (laughs) And our first prayers were, God, just bring us a couple of people. 
and he did. And these are the, they're these people. And we're a little older and a little grayer, and maybe we lost some hair. Um, but God was so faithful. And I just, thinking about this morning, was thinking, God wants us to remember and stand here today and remember his faithfulness. So wherever you are in your life, remember that God is good and he is faithful and he's built his church, he's building his church, and he invites us into this mission. And he loves us and he calls us to a greater thing that we could have ever imagined for our lives. So I'm so thankful for every one of these people and the families that come with us and all of you. You were prayed for and you were dreamt up in God's mind and I just want to pray with that posture. So I'm going to ask you all to stand and sometimes we could be a forgetful people and just thank God. We need to thank God for what he's done and what a moment to do this. It's not about the four walls. It's about what he does in and through us beyond these walls. And that's been our heartbeat. God, we want to see people come to you and connect to you and live lives that are transformed. So let's just lift our hands and praise the Lord and give him thanks and um, worship him together this way. God, we thank you for all that you've done in these last years, in these humble beginnings, God. And how could we have ever known that you dreamt this in your, in your heart, God? And there's been peaks and there's been valleys, God. And through it all, you've been with us. You've been in us, but you've also been among us, God. You are in our midst, and I am overwhelmed with with joy for the future, God, because you have a dream. You have a big dream for us to walk into, God. So make us an obedient people, a faithful people, a people that love well here first so we can go out into the world and love others exactly where they are at, God. We love you, God, and all this is for you, for your glory, that your kingdom would come. And your will would be done, not only in this place, God, but beyond these walls, in our communities. We didn't even start in the West Island, God. (laughs) How could we have known? God, bind our hearts together in love. And sometimes we do that well, and sometimes we struggle. God, I'm the first to confess, I don't always love well, God. But teach us, teach me. Keep us humble, God. Keep us always wanting after you. Thank you for the leadership and all the people that have come along since, God. It's not about numbers, it's about people, and really the heart of Westside has always been just connecting others, God, with you and your heart, God. So use these broken people sometimes and use us and send us out, God. We love you, Lord. And we give you all of this, God. Thank you for the many years and the many answered prayers and the struggles and all that have come with building a church, God. And we just thank you because you're not done. You're not done, God. And let us remember to tell the generation after that, after us, God, what God has done here, not just in this place, but many years ago, how how you dreamed this up for us, God. Your will be done, God. In this place, your kingdom come, God. We love you, Lord. We give you this day and we give you the next 15 years and beyond, God. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Amen. Amen. That's good.